Hey y'all, super quick editor's note up top, just wanted to let you know that we talk in this episode about discussing all of chapters 1 and 2 of Life is Strange True Colors at the top. Um, if you saw the episode title, obviously that did not happen. We ended up recording for like 3 hours and 15 minutes or something wild, because we have a lot to say about Life is Strange anytime one of these games comes out. Um, so we're, we broke that up into two episodes. This one, which will only cover chapter 1 with no spoilers for chapter 2 stuff, and then chapter 2, which it will be coming out next week, so it'll be coming out a little little sooner than usual um, which will only cover chapter two so if you have not played chapter two yet you can definitely go ahead and listen along there are not going to be spoilers in it otherwise you know not a problem anyway so like i said this one will be chapter one chapter two will be next week probably do one episode a chapter going forward but we're not 100 percent sure on that yet we'll kind of have to see how much we have to say about chapters three through five but um regardless go ahead and enjoy the episode and thanks for listening Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts on it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this time, we're back. We're going back to it. We're dipping our big toe deep into that nope. life is... <laughs> no, sorry, not, not no, that one. No, I'm no, not, we're not dipping our big toes in. Okay, are we Try diving? Again. Okay, my bad, my bad. We're dipping our whole bodies in. We're taking a full <laughs> bath. We're swimming tip to toe, big toe tip all the way. <laughs> no, you can't say toe. <laughs> you can't do big toe. There's, okay. Well, are you indicating that our toes are large, or are you specifying which toe? Oh, definitely specifying which toe. Oh, it, I'm you, sorry. Are you, okay, are you seriously going to sit there and tell me that you don't dip uh, big toe in if you're dipping your toes in you dip your big toe in you know yeah whenever i go to the beach i've got my sun hat on i've got a little dog that i'm carrying around and i dip one of my toes in and i giggle because the temperature is just so perfect <laughs> or so too cold just so i can clarify are we in the episode right now I don't know. Cool, let's do it. This week we're we're dipping into Life is Strange True Colors. Are you sure um, we shouldn't <laughs> Maybe we should just do this again. No. Honestly, I love it. I love it. If if, if it's bad in post, we'll edit it out. Um so we are we are going to be talking about Life is Strange True Colors, the new Life is Strange game developed by Deck 9 published by Square Enix. It was released pretty recently here, uh, September 10th, we're recording this, not even two weeks after it came out. Um, and you can get it for pretty much all generations of consoles. I think it's even on Switch, or it's coming to Switch soon, um, but it's also on PC. You can pick it up for about $60. Now, this game, before we get any further, it is five chapters, but it was all released as one. Typically, these are released in um, like episode-by-episode format. So we are going to be covering today only chapters one and two of the game. We're not talking about chapters three, four, or five. There are five chapters total. Um, we will cover those in uh, two more additional episodes overall. So we are only talking about one and two. If you have played the first and second chapter, we will not spoil anything beyond that because we have not played it. We don't know what's happening. So also don't spoil anything for us. But that is all we're talking about today. Uh, also, as just a fun little like tidbit, we're, we're jumping back into Life is Strange at the same time that it's the five-year anniversary of us doing this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it, it was technically like, you know, two weeks ago or something like that. Some but change. 
who cares? You know, this is the first episode we've put out since our five year anniversary. And I think there is honestly, you know, we were we were talking about what we wanted to do, if we wanted to like do a special episode, if we wanted to like announce some type of new content or something, if we wanted to like focus on something and, and be like, hey, let's make an episode describing this. Uh, but I think there's definitely there's a there's a type of poetry to our five year episode being the beginning of a new run of Life is Strange games, which are famously the reason we started this podcast, and also, by an the enormously wide margin, our most popular episodes. Yeah, it's what keeps us going. Is, where, is. Will there be a new Life is Strange game for us to suck those downloads up? Mm-hmm. If they yeah, ever yeah, announce yeah. that this is the last Life is Strange branded game they're ever putting out, do not expect to hear from us again. That will no. be the end of us as both a podcast and friends. So let's hope <laughs> that doesn't happen <laughs> No, that second part. Well, you know... Happy five-year anniversary. Um, <laughs> well, if you haven't played a Life is Strange game, boy, are you in for an experience. Nah, it's just like, it's if you've never played a Life is Strange game for real, it's just kind of like a 3D uh, adventure sort of story-focused branching path kind of thing where uh, typically there is a teenager where or, you know, young adult where a strange power or occurrence happens to them and uh, it's just, again, an episodic movement through that story. So I this love one, though. all of the emphasis you put on those specific words to just really make it feel like you didn't give a fuck about this series. Well, I like the series. <laughs> it's just very, it's just very, I don't know. I, if, I, if I say life is strange games, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like someone should have a basic understanding of how these games work and function, you know? For sure. Especially anybody listening to our podcast. They've played yeah. Life is Strange. So, uh, True Colors, though, is, uh, is a new one, as, as Alex had mentioned earlier, uh, by Deck9 this time, who had previously made Before the Storm, which was a, um, oh my god, I can't remember her name. Who's that blue-haired girl's name? <laughs> Chloe? Chloe, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was a Chloe story, uh, you know, another character in Life is Strange. So this is... This is, uh, it's kind of interesting knowing that there are two, you know, different teams working on different Life is Strange games and whatnot, and I, I don't know about you, but I was kind of excited that this one was, was a Deck Nine suite, because... I, I was too, yeah. What, which one was, uh, Twins? Twins was, um, they were, wow, I'm forgetting the name of the studio that did the, Don't Nod. Twins Don't, was Don't Nod. Nod. Yeah. And Don't Nod has a couple of different teams. So I think it was maybe it felt like the B team for Don't Nod maybe a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean I I I think before the storm does not get its its due. I think before the storm had some missteps, but was overall a pretty strong entry into the franchise. And I feel like people completely gloss over it because it's you know just so deeply entrenched with Life is Strange One, which was better. Um, yeah, it feels so much like a spinoff and an attempt to grab money, but yeah. what it turned out being was like an actual decent prequel. Um, yeah, so them getting kind of free reign to do their own story, their own unique take set in this this kind of like framework was was really interesting. I was excited to see it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So so in this one, you're playing uh, Alex, who you know separated by with her brother and is rejoining him. Um, I think in the description, it does say that, that he dies. I think that's a pretty, like, forward thing that they do in the trailer and things in like that. In the trailer, yeah. It was definitely set up to be, like, a murder mystery type thing, yes. which is shocking given how late he dies in, in the game. 
I was right. like, oh, we're just right. going to spend a lot of time with him first. Yeah, so so that's kind of the primary you know thing that that Alex is looking into is is the the murder of her brother, which we'll get into later. But she has a unique power that is sort of a interesting soft magic empathy, where she kind of just like feels what other people feel sometimes, can read minds at other times, and like it's just very like a empathetic like they can she can see and feel auras of other people's emotions so you know red for anger uh you know orange for happiness etc etc so that's kind of your basic elevator pitch for for this uh for this one yeah i promise the power is slightly cooler than it sounds the power demoed uh, not demoed the power showed in like trailers and stuff real poorly it looked extremely bad so well, well, the way uh, well, they presented it wasn't wasn't great either. Of just being like, well, she was like narrating through it, and she was saying, and 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 sometimes I can feel what other people feel, but but only when I'm you know doing this, and, and I can also read minds. And she was just kind of listing yeah. it off it's, like a superhero thing. Um, it's also kind of like poorly defined in fiction as to what it does specifically, but we'll we'll talk about it more because I think it's kind of interesting um, how they do mm-hmm. it. So. Um, yeah, if we're, if we're ready to jump into it, I think we're going to do the same format we've done for every other Life is Strange game, now that I think about it, where we just sort of talk through, give, instead of giving a summary up front, we kind of talk through sections of the game and then stop whenever we have a specific scene we want to talk about and kind of reflect on everything and move on so you can follow along chronologically, you know? Do you, do you want to give your spoiler-free thoughts before we trudge in? Uh, you bring up a good point. Let's do that. I'm going to give short spoiler-free thoughts since we haven't finished the game. I don't really want to. Also, it's not really spoiler-free yeah. thoughts. You opened with his brother dies. Her brother dies. Well, so it's like, in the trailer. <laughs> if it's in the trailer, it's free game. Um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I've been really enjoying my time with True Colors. I think it's. Uh, I think it does what it's. It, it largely has landed for me when it tries to land. I think the quality of just like intermittent dialogue is significantly better. I think Life is Strange always had like really high highs with dialogue when it's like, hey, this is a scene we want you to care about. But then just like the banter between characters was frequently like real bad. Um, and I think that this is significantly better. It's also just fucking beautiful. It looks so good compared to previous Life is Strange games. Um, I think they they really nailed a lot of the um, a lot of the look they were going for in, in animation and like you know some of the some of the lip sync stuff is still not perfect. Um, but I think a lot of the facial animations are a lot better than they used to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. You know, we'll get in, in there. Um, you know, but I think for second episodes, right? Like, I feel like a lot of the second episodes of Life is Strange games have been kind of, you know, middling at best. And I've been like really interested in like, you know, the first one had a really, really high end point for the second episode, but the rest of episode two was extremely bad. Um, so I think this one generally has been on an upward trajectory for me in a, in a pretty good way. So I'm, I'm excited to play more. So yeah, a lot of the same for me. I think that the story is a little bit, um, a little bit more linear. I find it a little bit more predictive than I have in the past, although it's, it's hit some, hit some high spots that w- that we'll touch on. Um, the world itself, Gorge, as, uh, as Alex had mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of things that I like about it, and I think I'm kind of landing in the same spaces as Alex, but I do think it's, um, it's, um, I'm finding it, like, very in the middle, where I'm like, you could really 
grab me or lose me in the next three mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, yeah, so so that's sure. where I'm at. I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I I do think yeah they need to do a little and and I do have some qualms about some of the the characters in the community and stuff like that, but I don't want to dive too deep into that until we, you know, get there. Okay. Well, let, do you want me to walk through episode one? Yeah, let's uh, let's start walking through episode one. Like I said, we'll stop along the way. We'll kind of we'll meander our way through episode one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just give me an old choo choo if you want to stop. Okay. You want me to yell choo choo? Yeah. You want just... me to yell the sound that a train makes when it's going when when you want to stop? <laughs> well, what is a what is a sound a sound to stop? What does that sound like? A request. <laughs> like a long, it's like a longer whistle. So you want me to make a longer whistle when when you? Okay, okay. Maybe we just say, "Hey, I want to talk about that." I don't know. <laughs> we'll uh, there's we'll no fun sound. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, this will be a shorter one. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking to uh, open up here. We have a uh, sort of Alex sitting in the office. She's talking to a yeah. social worker. Let's, to clarify up front for people who maybe haven't played, Alex Chen, protagonist of this one, she is like a 20-something Asian woman. Yes, yes. Um, she's sitting in an office with a, uh, with a social worker who's talking about, um, you know, she, Alex is ready to go. Uh, ready to leave this um this this like group home and they're saying you know it, we're not sure that we're you know you want to be like working at a you know possibly getting a job at a bar you know working with your brother that's you know close to people and you don't really work super well with people um, but she is convinced that this is something she wants to do um so it kind of hard cuts to um going into haven which is where her brother is so again just as i said up top she has been separated from her brother uh you know they don't talk too much detail at the beginning about it um but we we kind of cut to to the bridge of haven um which is this town that's very like uh where is it supposed to be located in uh it's in colorado like colorado thank you yeah it's like this very small super hipster colorado town like unbelievably picturesque yeah, very picturesque, like near all these mountains, yet it remains to be like a really small town, um, it, even though it's like in the middle of like these beautiful mountains. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so you meet Gabe on the bridge and um, he you know, gives you a hug and you know, clearly you've been like talking before and everything like that. She's got all of her stuff ready and he's, you know, you do your normal greetings and then he, uh, he's got some errands to run before like bringing you to the place. And, you know, you're going to kind of have like a meeting and a get together at a bar and things like that. But, but we've got to make a couple stops first to, you know, meet the characters and, and kind of get things kickstarted. So okay, when is the earliest I'm allowed to give a choo-choo? As it's now. I literally have something to say about every single one of the scenes that's happened so far. Choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. It's going to be a long fucking episode, my dude. Uh, Full yeah. stop! <laughs> Alex requested a stop! Sorry. It's, I have to yell that to the conductor every time. So, no, so you're not the conductor. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're just a passenger on this train. It's really taken a lot of responsibility. On I'm more shoulders. of a middle manager. Oh, perfect. That describes you to a T. Um, so this this okay. this opening. <laughs> um, first off, I want to say I so the way this this opening shot is framed, I really like. You know, it's it's very much 
um, you know, the shot is framed in such a way that the only thing you see is, is Alex Jen's face and like, you know, shoulders. And then behind her, you kind of see like a part of a wall of emotions and, and that's it, which, you know, it's kind of on the nose. Um, but I think one of the things that kind of set me up for enjoying this game more, like, because the last, you know, not Life is Strange, but the last Don't Nod game that was essentially in the Life is Strange universe was um, Tell Me Why. And Tell Me Why had a very similar opening shot. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like during a police interview of a young child. And it was like she was really the only one that the frame was focused on. Um, and there's a lot of similarities between those two shots. And but I like just immediately was endeared to the quality of facial expression and voice work that the the voice actress for Alex Chen does. I don't know what her name is. I'll look it up at some point in the episode. Um, but I, I just think the way that the shot was framed in comparison to the way that the Tell Me Why opening was framed really, like, gave me a lot of confidence that, okay, like, this game is going to be doing a much more finely crafted job right like you know i'm not necessarily yeah. going to to make qualitative judgments on where the story goes or the characters or their dynamics or anything but i just think the general level of craftsmanship is feels higher right it felt more like it was intended to be a cinematic opening and it felt like a cinematic opening and also they made the very smart decision to not have the character be wet at the beginning of it which was just truly <laughs> atrocious in that one and uh, uh i think I, I just really, I, I was endeared to this character almost immediately, and I think she just does an incredible job with the voice work and does an incredible job of feeling like somebody who is uncomfortable with the conversation at hand. Uh, they give Alex, uh, throughout the entire first two episodes at least, like a lot of nervous tics, a lot of like movements, a lot of facial moments, a lot of like vocal movement to kind of express how she is uncomfortable in situations. And I think that came across extremely well in this opening um, shot here at the beginning. Yeah, my my assumption after spending about a half an hour in this game is that the technology for facial tracking with their rigs has advanced, and and maybe oh, yeah. it's the first time they've even used it. To be honest, is uh, because I know that you know lip syncing and things like that is a technology that that is used and everything like that. But I think specifically with with getting those 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 visual takes i don't think those are hand animated at all like i i i mean i know that they're tweaked to be like that yeah. but but they feel very organic um a lot of points in this movie feel or movie that that leads to it a lot of points in this game feel very very uh similar shots to a movie i think yeah, um sure. It, games really need to learn from cinema and, and a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important. So I, I, I agree with you on that opening scene and even to the, even to Haven, like the color choices of everything and picking this very, like in the, you know, in the woods, small town. And like, they don't, it's kind of cool because they don't really give it a, it doesn't feel like what I associate with the small town. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. the buildings are still really nice. And like, it's got like still like hipstery kind of feelings to it. Where when I think of a small town, I don't think of hipsters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't. That's not what it, So it's kind of like almost made like a weird, like fictional space of its own, um, which is yeah, cool. And, and I think um, so this will be something that I, I touch on as we go through um, a little more when we were talking about Haven as a place. It was, you know, like I said, it's based in a small town and like in the Rockies in Colorado. <clears throat> I spent, 
you know, two years in Colorado, um, not in the Rockies. I was in the Denver area, which is further from the Rockies than people tend to think it was. But it's, you know, I have been to similar-ish towns. Um, and I think they said Idaho Springs, Colorado was one of the inspirations for this town, which is not, I, I had never been to Idaho Springs. I spent a decent amount of time in Golden, which is kind of outside of there. Um, but I, it felt, I mean, they're, they're definitely doing the thing where they're like, let's make this better than it ever possibly could be. Let's make this more picturesque than it ever could be. Let's make this more like well-kept and everything. But it did, like, it, it has a vibe that you can tell is pulling from places that are similar to places I have been before, which is kind of kind of interesting across the the whole way. So I'm I'm very excited to to talk more about Haven. I, I think that it has issues with being overly picturesque, but uh I you know, it's also gorgeous, so I'm not mad. Um the other thing I wanted to say about these opening scenes is, you know, Alex and, and Gabe's kind of um you know, reconnection after all these years, I think it's like it's a it's a pretty good scene. You know, it's um, it kind of sets up the introduction to the characters. I do think you get one choice here, and the choice is whether like to hug your brother or to shake his hand, but they give you that choice after your brother has already hugged you and then steps away and asks whether he should hug you or shake his hand, which I thought was a little like, all right, well, you already sort of made this choice for me, game. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, yeah. oh, sorry, I know you did that, but it's not okay with me. Like, come, come on, you know. Um, but this is also the first time we see Alex's power in action when she sees Gabe kind of feel dejected about the fact that he missed her growing up, and she can only tell that because she can read his emotional presence at that given time, you know? And I, I think that's an interesting way to introduce it because it shows it being kind of more of a stressor on her than it is uh, a, a boon to her. We've got we've got so <sighs> we've got so many more be, stops. We have so no, many more stops. We, it's going to be such a long one. You got to get this train on the road. Stop for, you got to learn to cut me off. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> so no, that's that that was those are all good things. I think it, it'll go a little bit faster from that point on. We'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> next, uh, next up, the you know we're going on these meetings with Gabe to uh, to really just kind of meet the characters for the story. Um, so first stop is the flower shop. Uh, you meet Eleanor along the way, who's the who's an older woman who owns the flower shop, but currently working the front counter is uh, Riley, who is friend of Gabe. Uh, he's been helping her uh, apply for colleges and and things like that. Um, but right now, he needs apology flowers for his uh for his girlfriend, who you know he is he's in a a long term relationship with. Uh, we'll talk more about them later. Uh, so you get another choice here. You know, what what kind of flowers to pick, her favorite, or the lilies, or something like that. Uh, but, but yeah, there's clearly a right choice here. Oh, yeah, you pick um, them sunflowers, because they're her oh, favorite yeah. flowers. Why would you buy her something that you read on the internet is good for saying I'm sorry, instead of her favorite flower that you know she likes? Yeah, I gotta Don't say, stupid, too, Gabe. some of these decisions didn't feel that hard yeah. to pick from. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, though I will say I've watched one or two streams of this game and I've seen people pick the lilies. So, absolute fools, absolute madmen. <laughs> so, so you kind of dip out on your own because he uh, he's gonna go, you know, talk with um, oh my god, what's her name? Uh, he's gonna go talk with his girlfriend, who I'll remember Charlotte. the name of later. Charlotte, thank reading you. Reading down the list until I found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, you kind of step out and uh, you meet up with Ethan, who is um, uh, kind of uh, Charlotte's, kind of, it is Charlotte's <laughs> child, uh, son, and I, I meant to uh, do Gabe's relationship with him first. Kind but of Ethan's son, but definitely biologically Charlotte's son. 
yeah, yeah. Gabe, Gabe is kind of a father, yeah, father figure to Jesus Ethan. Christ. Yeah, Ethan, <laughs> this twelve-year-old boy dad. is your older brother's dad. <laughs> I know it's confusing. In life, life is strange. Man. Ah, you took that right from my fucking hands. Got um, it. But you quickly bond with Ethan because you're both gamers. You both like those fantasy books. Um, you know, he's uh, he's talking about these comics that he's making. And he said he would like to give you one. Uh, so you, you get one of his comics, which is nice. Nice little scene. But he also mentions that he likes to go exploring in the caves uh, and, and whatnot. Um, so you kind of just get that piece of information. Mm-hmm. He found um, a cave to go explore into and he knows he shouldn't have told you that stupid mm-hmm. fucking kid stupid kids um should i keep going or do you want to stop yeah get, uh, let's go let's go until we meet everybody and okay then we'll we'll stop then and, uh and so before. you meet jed briefly in the park jed is the owner of the tavern that your brother works at and soon you will work at as well uh, he's just kind of a, a very of a of a uh, woodsman kind of guy he's just got a ron swanson ass voice and just like Absolutely. an overall yes. nice dude uh 100 imagine ron swanson but without all the like prickly edges imagine just the scenes where he's like really supportive and hardworking and nice and outdoorsy and that's jed wasn't there a character that was supposed to be opposite of ron Yes, it was also Ron, but I don't remember his last name. Right, um, right. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. It's kind of like a merging of those two. Kind of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so um, that that seems pretty brief, but you kind of just get a little bit of background about, you know, what Gabe's been doing, what he's like, and, and you know, in that character. So, um... <laughs> so, <laughs> I highlighted something in the document because Duncan skipped a line that wasn't important and I wanted to make sure he didn't try to stop us, but well, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it just it just made me laugh because it's like, hey, idiot, look at this. <laughs> Fuck, darn. All right. So. No, 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 we're leaving that. Don't fucking we also, we also We also stop at the record store. Um, we meet, uh, we meet uh, Steph. Uh, not really meet her. She's kind of DJing the radio and uh, asks you which which record should be played on the radio. And uh, you're looking for a gift for Gabe because you know you want to give him something too because he's doing all this stuff for you. And you learn that he actually has a record that was on hold, but hmm, the hold list is missing. You have to go find the hold list with Ryan. Where is it? It's under a cat. You gotta spook the cat for some reason because it's such a mean cat. And then the cat moves, you get the hold list, and you get the record. Uh, so you get a little bit of banter with uh, with Ryan as well, who, uh, you know, again, you are looking for that that list with. And you kind of, uh, I believe Gabe walks in, and the three of you just kind of talk about, you know, his past and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Also, know. we should mention Ryan is Jed's son, who is like the, the kind of local woods, woodsman. He's the young woodsman. What do they call him? Uh... Park ranger. He's the local park ranger. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, this kind of this was a bad. Thing. This was a bad one. I didn't like this one at all. The scene. The cat. The cat conflict was so stupid. Yes, <laughs> like, it was. The, <laughs> but it was like, just an excuse to force you to walk around the record store. 
it took so long to find the hold list and Ryan is so not helpful. It took me so long to to predict that it was under the cat. Yeah, I mean, I I will say yes. I I didn't love the scene. Um, you know, it's it's ostensibly going to be the introduction of Steph and Ryan. It's not really the introduction of Steph because she just storms out angrily on the phone and you don't meet her really. Um, and yeah, like, I just don't think that it were like, they wanted you to be like, oh, hey, cool, look, indie record store, um, which like, yeah, I mean, those definitely, don't get me wrong. Yeah, those are definitely in small towns in Colorado. That, right, like, that right. is not actually no. wild or anything, but it's it just wasn't kind of an uninteresting setup and follow through. And like, Ryan is, Ryan's a character who's so weird because he's like, for me personally, um, and this this holds true for the whole of two episodes, but we'll talk about it more as we get there. He's like right on the edge of being charming and interesting or just being bland and uninteresting. And it just depends on the scene and his dialogue at that exact second. Um, nah, man, I'm, I'm on I'm on the side of he is so bland, man. He's he, got moments. I, I mean, kind of, but. I guess I do see that, like, when he's talking about bird calling and stuff like that, where yeah. they kind of lean into, like, he's like a, he's like a soft boy, you know? Mm. And they but, lean into, a, like, a little bit, and this is more in, like, dialogue trees and, and internal dialogue and stuff, when they lean into the fact that, like, he's Jed's son, and Jed is, like, a local town hero, so he feels a lot of that responsibility at all times, and, like, that's really interesting. But, yeah, a lot of the dialogue is, like, he is very much the equivalent of wow, I'm not going to remember the kid's name from Life is Strange 1, the boy that you can choose to date or not. Oh, yeah! I forgot about that boy! I forget about him because nobody gives a shit about him because he sucks. Who's that boy? Who's that boy with the DVDs? Who, Life, I gotta, fucking, hold on, hold on. Who is that boy? Also, Life is Strange 1 boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I typed in. Um, Warren Graham. He's like an adult Warren Graham who started to get his life together, but then like didn't finish it. Um, and so he's much more interesting than Warren, but he's not good still. Like he's definitely, I think, the weakest in the cast of the primary characters so far. There's three episodes left. He could get a lot better, but like so... all of that did kind of combine to make me not in love with the record store scene. Weakest scene to date. Yeah. Did you? Is is Ryan in Before the Storm? No. Because I read on the wiki that that both both Ryan and Steph appear in Before the Storm. That can't be true. Hold on, let me let me double check on this. Well, let me um, change Before the Storm cast. No, just... no, it's not. It's not. I wonder what I misread on that wiki. My apologies. My maybe apologies. like the voice actors are doubled up or something. Okay, that's possible. I could believe um, that because I don't. Well, Steph Gingrich is definitely in Before the Storm. Right. Actually. Yeah. She's the she's the D and D girl. And is, this does is this a happen girl, before right? or after? It happens. Somewhere. It would have to happen after because. Yeah, it would have to happen after because Steph is in high school. I don't know that it's the same character. They may have just reused the name. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's probably possible. Probably not. We don't have enough to. I don't. Maybe they gave her a last name. I don't know. This God, how cringy! How cringy is it going to be? Episode four or five? If Seth's like, I knew this girl. Her name was Rachel. If they <laughs> do, do this, that, I'm going to scream. But I wouldn't die. Don't not. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not put it past. Don't not after some of the stupid shit they did in the end of before the storm. Right. Right. So, um, anyways, this scene um, sucks. This scene sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
just oh overall. Ethan's good. Ethan's good though. Ethan is a good boy. I he's I like a... I, I, his comics good. His yeah, comics very good for his age. I think I don't. Here's what I think. I think he's a. Well, I don't like the boy, but he's a well written boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm like, <laughs> like this is a, a fucking, realistic boy. A fucking headmaster handing out punishments in his school. <laughs> I don't like the boy. But... <laughs> I don't like young oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, All right. But yeah, I like him. Um, and then I guess we should just say um, this whole scene where Gabe is introducing you to everyone, there is a back and forth between Gabe and Alex like quite a bit that I, you can kind of choose how to play it. Um, there's a lot of dialogue options, but I, I generally tended to play it in the like, you know, sort of close relationship where you give each other shit all the time um and i i found that to be generally pretty funny and gabe to be a you know overly charming character because he's going to die and you know it but also i i, I found him to be a, a pretty likable character and i i enjoyed meeting all these people along the way quite a bit i love gabe i just don't like when gabe is too good like, there are just moments where they make Gabe too good and too likable of a guy and, like, so chill and cool with everything and, like, funny and kind of a bad boy but also nice and having mm-hmm. this, like, very close family that he's working on and he's such a changed man. And I'm like, okay, this is too many things. You've you've made an overpowered Life is Strange character. <laughs> you've made – this is more powerful than Chloe's real dad. Like, this is this is Yeah, I was just going to say, this is the good dad in Life is Strange. There's never been a good dad in Life is Strange who lasted more than one episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, should we, we should move on. We um, should move on because we're at – Jesus, we're like 30 minutes already and we're halfway through – not even halfway through episode one. <laughs> so we've met everyone. We're going to go to the tavern. So uh, Gabe's apartment is above the tavern. So, you know, you dip in there for a little bit, but primarily uh, going up to the apartment. Uh, so you show Gabe the record. He's pumped about that. He loves that shit. He Do loves you- this fucking Kings of Leon record. I thought these people <laughs> were supposed to be cool. Okay, Deck Nine. <laughs> you have them buying fucking Kings of Leon fucking records jesus christ yeah man i know who that is too so they put <laughs> they did my the whoa yo sex is on fire oh that, that song that's yeah them, no yeah. no no nope <laughs> that's literally the only song of theirs i know maybe the rest of their discography is good so uh so you put this record on and you're kind of doing like the head nod left and right kind of doing that a little bit enjoying the music and then gabe Gabe starts lifting those hands. He's going to do an air drum. You say, you know, Alex says, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm describing this because it's an extremely charming scene. And then Mm -hmm. he starts doing it and you have the choice to join in or not, which you're a fucking ugly sociopath. You're a disgusting (laughs) human if you don't do it with him. I saw there was numbers of people who didn't do it with him. You're disgusting. It's a very small number. It was like 94% joined in or something like that. Yeah, you 6%, you're sick. You're sick in the head. Um, So you joined in with them. Now, to be fair, that 6% might represent people who had streamer mode on where it canceled out the licensed music so they were dancing (laughs) to nothing for the entire scene. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, but... Whatever, fuck streamers. I don't like them. <laughs> I've never, I've never streamed in my life. <laughs> I've never streamed twitch.tv slash let's I've never streamed in my life. 
No, 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 no. Could never play Danganronpa. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so, so yeah, you, you air guitar with him with a broom and you're interrupted with a knock on the door. And Gabe says, you know, he'll go get it. And it is a, um, it is a guy who is kind of coming at him a little bit, uh, aggressively. And, um, I don't know how much Mac. Oh, right. Yeah. Mac pretty much asks you not to talk to Riley anymore. Like, don't like, don't talk to her ever again. Mac is Riley's girlfriend. If you remember, that's the girl from the flower store um, who, who Gabe was helping apply uh, her apply to colleges and things like that. Uh, so, you know, Mac starts to get closer in and you can feel his anger. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, stay the fuck away. And then as he says those words, and, like you say that as well, feeling his anger. Yeah. And, and to be clear, Mac does not know that Gabe is helping Riley apply to college. He thinks Riley might be cheating on him or something like that. He just knows they've been I thought it was up behind his back. I thought it was both like, like, yeah, you're, you're quote unquote, helping her apply to college. Bullshit. You know I what think- I mean? I think it maybe I think he just the I think he just didn't know about it though because he says like you know Gabe's like hey you gotta talk to her and in the flower shop Gabe has a scene where he says like he's talking to Riley and he says don't you just want to tell Mac about this and she oh. says no or something and he says all right it's not my place to tell okay yeah. that makes sense actually so um so then you know Mac's getting aggressive a little bit but then uh, Alex really really runs in there and just absolutely tackles him to the ground and just starts left right sucker punching his face while he's on the ground gabe goes in rushes in to take you off of him but you punch him as well um so mac is like you're psycho and then runs out of the bar or you know the apartment and then um it's kind of uncomfortable obviously you know alex is snaps out of that that anger and gabe is going to uh step out for a little bit yeah he, so he's got to go to his shift so he just wants to basically run away from you right right so let's talk about this scene yeah. um how how did you handle this like how did you feel about this kind of reveal of how this power works in a much different way yeah, I will say first off, I think that the the way the scene is paced out is really good um, because it is like, hey, you know, I, I don't even know if we mentioned this. I honestly forgot about it until just now. But the beginning of the scene when Gabe shows you the apartment, he also tells you like, hey, you right. can live here now. I don't need this place. I live with Charlotte. Um, so you just get like a free apartment. So it's it's like a really quick build to like, hey here are all the good things, here are things like clicking together in your life, and then, like you said, a really charming scene where you, like, you know, play air guitar with your brother who's playing air drums on a fucking record that you bought. It's, like, a really charming and wholesome scene, and then the very quick turn on that um, is always, like, I always like that. I like when there hits, like, an unexpected low happens, right? there Because there was no build-up to, like, hey, this is gonna go bad, right? You didn't get, like, an ominous shot of Mac before you guys walked up to the apartment or anything. Um, and I think it was a, and you know, you saw the power earlier in the episode once or twice where you can like sort of feel what people are feeling, but it's always been like, oh, I'm sad that that didn't happen. And you're like, oh, I feel a little sad now. Or, oh, like I'm scared about this or you know, whatever. But the, the, the decision here to have, you know, this overwhelming anger be the thing that shows you how the power can like, you know, be 
overwhelming for Alex, I think was a, a, a really effective move, right? It, it hammered in the idea for me that like, okay, you know, Life is Strange 1 had, you know, you could manipulate time and that was like, it was negative because you could overuse that power and it'd fuck things up, right? And Life is Strange 2 is like, okay, this like, this power is negative, this like telekinesis is negative because it's in the hands of a child who doesn't know what they're doing and they're really susceptible to like forces. But this was the first time I felt like, oh, like this power is just a net negative for this character. It is actively making her lose control of her life. And I think that's a really interesting twist. And I think the way that they played it in this scene in particular, especially with you, you know, losing such control that you punch your brother in the face right after he gifted you a full apartment is a it was a really powerful moment i felt like yeah the way that gabe looks at you after the after the punch they captured the facial the you know the facial expression a lot of like oh shit this is not going to be as easy as i thought or like i didn't know you were like this kind of a thing like it's kind mm-hmm. of a mix between those two where it's like just like rec- like having this idea in your mind of what this relationship is going to be like and then recognize like reality setting in and recognizing how much harder this might be yeah. um, and things like that and i think everything that you pointed out is is super true and i really i'm glad you talked about it i'm, I'm so happy you talked about it instead of me because i <laughs> i really Keep do giving me the opening because you're doing the summary yeah i know um but i really like the drawbacks on on the powers and i think that mm. was something that i mean two played with a lot of but like wasn't it wasn't like an interesting take on the drawback of it where i'm like yes this child doesn't know how to you know control the powers obviously um Mm -hmm. but this feels more like i didn't think about it in that way and and also just this is what sold me on it of being like this is a cool power or like you know an interesting one because i mean just being able to read people's emotions would not be enough to be interesting the fact that you feel them too is really what what brings it brings it along for the yeah. ride. Also, just a brutal fucking beatdown. Oh yeah, I I like I do actually kind of like that they were just like yeah, make her fucking tough because I mean later they talk about it because like she she grew up in this 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 very difficult environment and it's like yeah sometimes you got to be like a it sucks it's very sad but it's like you know violence and things like that is in those environments is the way you defend yourself and it's mm-hmm. it's very i don't know it's it's interesting but uh yeah. let's let's move on choo choo um <laughs> so <laughs> giving up the bit on that one you unpack you unpack uh your your stuff that that you had um and, and through it you're kind of getting small pieces of of alex like you know, she unpacks this little stuffed animal that she likes. She unpacks a picture of you two when you were younger, uh, but you have torn the picture of your parents out. But Gabe has not, as you found a similar, the exact same picture uh, on his on his bedside. Um, you know, you get to explore the apartment a little bit. You get to play an arcade game. By the way, this this apartment fucking rules. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, this it's, is unrealistic. Uh, what does Gabe also do, right? It's so unrealistic <laughs> for someone who just owns, or, or not even owns, sorry, uh, who who is a bartender, essentially. Yeah. I would love it if like, that actually becomes the central cook. Is like, hey, Gabe was doing some dark shit to afford that apartment and that lifestyle. I would love it if they wrap around back to that in like episode three and four. 
That but would yeah, make that... a lot of sense. Well, I mean, with Charlotte having uh, Charlotte being the the owner, maybe of a of a dispensary, maybe some of the money was coming from her. I don't know. Maybe, but either way, the yeah, that apartment is nice, yeah. huge, open concept, hardwood floors, lots of natural light. It's a it's a gorgeous apartment. Oh yeah. So as you're unpacking, you look under the bed and you find an acoustic guitar with a, uh, you know, surprise letter for you. And it's a gift to you. Um, you're a little rusty on guitar, blah, 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 yeah, but then you, perform a, <laughs> then you perform a full performance of Radiohead's Creep, which uh, was was really was, you know, was fully sung by the voice actress uh, for Alex Chen. And um just was, incredible. Was, incredible. Was really job. quite beautiful. Yeah, it's it's good. That's just a great song to express that feeling in any capacity. So it's kind of hard to. I don't want to discredit them by saying it's hard to mess up, but it is. It is a great song choice. Yeah. Uh, um, hold on. Hold on. Voice yes. actress for Alex Chen looks like Erica Mori. Thank you, Erica Mori. Thank you. Thank you. Did very. We good. love you. Very very good. Um. So. Then you kind of, uh, I don't know how you get told to go back downstairs, but you eventually make your way back downstairs. Um, and you recognize that Jed, the owner of the bar, is short staffed. Uh, and he's like, hey, your brother said you had some bartending experience mm -hmm. or restaurant experience, which you can lie about, uh, which oh, I yeah. guess lie, is lie, you said lie. your brother. Lie, lie, lie. I lie, lie, lied. I lie, <laughs> lie, 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 lied. Uh, because, but obviously, either way, he gets you into uh, kind of helping him out around the bar, and he gives you a couple tasks again to meet up with these characters more or again. Um, so there are three core characters that you can meet up with. Uh, there's Steph, who is kind of writing by a bar uh, with a, with a weird sh green blue shot uh, next to her. Uh, you learn that she is working on statistics for her LARP sessions, um, and that someone. Usually joins her. Wait, who usually joins her? Uh, was it? I didn't know anybody usually joined her. I knew that. Yeah, because she Ethan was wanted to. But yeah, oh yeah, somebody. She, was... she played the game with Ryan all the time. I think. But I oh yeah, or, yeah. With Gabe, I think maybe. No, it's Gabe. It's Gabe. It's Gabe. It's Gabe. Yeah. So so uh, you um you kind of chit chat with her, and then she asks if you'd like to play a game Would you like for the shot because usually what you do is you play this record game, and if you lose, you gotta take the gross shot. Uh, so the record game is basically like you get three questions out of these records, and, um, you know, someone picks one, and it's like, does it have an um, animal on the cover? And then you gotta guess which one's correct. Mm. Did you win, or did you lose this I one? fucking bombed that shit, dude. I did not <gasps> do it well at all. Oh, it feels good to be a winner. <laughs> Damn. God, it feels good to be a winner. They know, uh, it, you know the fucked up part time. about losing is they hmm. don't tell you what the correct answer was. Well, I think it might be random. But yeah, it, it still is I fucked mean. up. I had a 50-50 chance. I literally had two down. It could Damn. be either one of them. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was it was really tough. Um but uh but yeah, very very good game. Yeah. Um, I Just enjoyed it. a fun that. little interaction though. I liked it. Yeah. Um there was a moment where I was like, is there a swear in the title? And she's like, would that bother you? And you're like, no. I'm big girl. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, you meet Ducky the Third, which is just a 
weird fucking character. Reginald something? Yeah, he fucking yeah. rules. I love, I, I don't remember what his name is. I'm going to call him Reginald Duckworth. That might be right. It might not. I don't know. I love he, him. He's great. Yeah, he's like, well, the propriety of Alex Chen coming to town. Ah, oh, you've you've ruined, you've you've crushed my suspense. Like he's it, very, yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of just a big vocabulary. Um, and he's sitting with with a corporate typhoon mining lady. Who, if you if we haven't mentioned it before, there's a lot of mining that happens here. It is a mining town, and this company typhoon recently came in. Typhoon, typhoon, typhoon. I think. Um, recently, not recently, a while ago, bought up all this land and they're doing like big mining projects. And that's kind of the big setup for a lot of this episode is you're getting alerts and notices to like, Hey, at, you know, 8 PM tonight, they're going to be doing a big explosion to like get some more copper out of the hills or whatever like that. Who, um, what, what was that? Wasn't there like a, like a kid that was going to do something in those mines? Couldn't be. Couldn't be. No, no, no. no you're no, right. No, no, you're no. right. Might as well forget about that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, lastly, you can meet up with Mac, uh, if you, who was the person that you beat the shit out of earlier. and um, <laughs> Like five minutes ago. It was not long. Yeah, not long ago. Um, and, you know, you kind of are like, hey, uh you know maybe we should talk about this or it's to some capacity and he does not want you to tell riley what happened um and then shortly after riley walks in and is like what the fuck happened to you and you get to decide whether to you know tell her the full story or you know sort of let him let him lie about it uh what did you pick i feel like this is the first decision that that isn't completely obvious yeah i mean i i would i would tend to agree i I let him lie about it because I, in in my estimation of how Alex would act, it was kind of a, you know, hey, I just, like, I fucked up bad right now, just recently. I'm just going to try to stay out of people's way to not make it worse for myself. Yeah, I was throwing some curveballs into the system, (laughs) trying to kind of shock the Life (laughs) is Strange system. Uh, that's why I told, I didn't tell anyone about the boy going to the mine. That's uh-huh, why uh-huh. I, I told on, uh, I told on him. Uh, so I was like, so just to clarify, you're trying to shock the life is strange system by, let me check my notes here. Picking the majority option for every choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, the majority option was not to tell, not, not tell anyone about the boy going into the mine. I think the majority option for that was to tell on the boy. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, we the, look, you get that option twice, all right? There's another one still coming up. Yeah, so, no, no, the boy dies in the mine and that's the end. <laughs> the boy dies if you make the wrong choice. Five <laughs> minutes into the game and it's a one-episode game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, e- e- either way, um, a you know, they have a spat, or I don't really know what happens if they don't. I mean, she they have doesn't. a spat. Like okay. They, well, you know, they they kind of get into it, and then I think she agrees to like take care of him. You know, she doesn't storm off angry, but she's still not happy with him. Got it. Then, uh, then the cop kind of he he approaches you, and he's like, "Hey, I need to bring you in for questioning." Because like, this? what is this stupid fucking character? What is this I... stupid fucking scene? <laughs> now wait, 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 because no one else knows about this, or maybe they do, but 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 <laughs> no they he's like, "Hey, like, I need to bring you in for questioning." There's you know a, a you know a violent. The clearly an issue that happened here between you two and you're like oh my god like i'm 
uh, okay, but you have to understand that it's his fault. And, and, and then the cop starts laughing at you. And mm-hmm. is like, nah, I'm just pulling a prank on you. <laughs> and from that point, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. I, even, even Alex in her internal monologue is like, he's a fucking cop. He shouldn't do that. Yeah, a little bit of social commentary there. Oh, funny. Yeah, fuck that character. He also, and he's like, I'm going to go drink at two in the afternoon. I'll buy you a beer if you want. All right, so after that, Gabe kind of lets you know that he wants to talk to you on the roof. So you go up with him on the roof, which you haven't seen before. It's this very beautiful, gorgeous view of the mountains, and he's got a couple beers at the ready. Um, and you kind of talk about what happened. He kind of brings things up in a in a jokey, you know, older brother or dad way of being like, "Hey, how many how many bones have you broken, tough guy? You know, what do I need to coach you and you know bring you up as like a fighter or something like that?" Just very like you know more charming than I'm describing it, but but you get the picture. Um, but eventually, you Alex wraps it back around. Yeah, and, I, I um, do just want to mention before you move on to the the emotional part of this because it would feel weird to bring it up. Then yeah, he has a sure. really good move that he does that they comment on, where he like oh, yeah. grabs his bag and sort of turns like he's gonna get up to go, and Alex is like, "No, wait, look, I can." Exp-. And then he just like reaches into his bag and like pops a beer open as if he was just like reaching over to get a beer the whole time, and it's like really <laughs> smooth. And, like, you have the option to be like, hey, how long did you practice that fucking move? And yeah. I love it. It's like, never, never. I mean, a lot in my head, but never actually. Uh, and it's it's extreme. That's the type of charming interaction between the two that makes me really like Gabe. Yeah, I, I can agree with that for sure. Um, and so you get down more into the dirty emotion part, emotional part of it, and you can decide to tell Gabe about your powers or your past. And we've already talked about this, so I picked powers. I know Alex picked past. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the powers, you kind of describe to him what your power is. Um, you know, at first he's like, that's that's amazing. That's like a superpower. And you're like, no, it's more like a curse because, you know, basically for all the reasons we described it as a curse earlier mm-hmm. and a bad, purely negative power. And he's like, oh, shit. You're right. That does suck. Well, you know, I still love you and I'm here for you and everything like that. So what does the past one look like? Yeah. So, uh, you know, as as I mentioned up top, or maybe I didn't mention it, maybe I mentioned it before we started recording. I watched both of these scenes again, um, like 20 minutes before we started recording um, because I wanted to see the other one. And man, I'll tell you, the past one's a lot better (laughs) Um, because, again, for a lot of the same reasons, it's as opposed to being like, hey, here's my power, which to me felt a little like. I don't know, it felt a little on the nose. It felt too much like leaning into the fact that, hey, life is strange is about powers or whatever. Um, so instead of be- being like, hey, here's my power, you know, Alex gets really reserved and starts talking about like her past and talks about, you know, being bounced around from foster home to foster home and, and you know, violence she experienced in group homes. And, you know, she recounts horrible things, you know, a, you know, when she was 14, a boy followed her into the bathroom and it got made them get into a big fight and one of the homes she was at some you know one of the other kids committed suicide and she couldn't eat for a month and she you know got so depressed at one point that a foster home put her in the hospital and then she never saw those foster parents again after she got out like just kind of going on and on about like how awful her life was 
Um, in like a really, again, extremely well acted, uh, way. And they do, again, this is another really good thing. Like there's a, a large portion of that shot where it's just of her hands holding a beer can while she's talking and you just see her like thumb kind of absently and uncomfortably like, t- like clacking against the side of the beer can as she's trying to like, you know, work through a nervous tick. Um, just really, really well done. Um, and then after that, Gabe kind of opens up and he gives her a matchbook that has like, you know, it's got a little sticker on the front of it and you open the matchbook and inside there is one match and and a message that says don't give up and Gabe talks about how it was the last matchbook he got before he got out of juvie um, and how he wasn't proud of the things he had to do for for matches like that and he always, he couldn't bring himself to, to burn through the last match because it was always a reminder of how bad his life had been and how far he came since then. Um, and so he keeps it with him at all times, but then agrees to give it to you because, you know, he's there for you now and this is your new life and, and you've got some challenges to work through. But, you know, he tries to assure you that you're not broken because you think you are um, and that, 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 you know, survival is, is all we have and, and that you can make it through and, and become the person you want to be with his help. Yeah, I think that match, that match book scene happens in the Powers one too, right? I don't actually remember seeing that in I the Powers one. Yeah, because that sounds really familiar. The the first maybe. stuff did not, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that does happen. Yeah, um, that sounds way better. It's way then you better. Because you can connect in your own mind how the Powers would have affected that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. someone killing themselves, like, if you are you have this, like, plus, like, the grief you already feel, then plus this empathetic power that you have and, like, mm-hmm. being younger and not being great at controlling it. Hmm. It's it's yeah. it's generally I I just I generally I just think the writing and the tone and the flow is a lot better. Like it feels yeah. more like hey, this is a natural story progression. You are not opening up with like hey, I have this supernatural power. You are opening up with hey, here's the shattered past that you probably share some degree of, and here's why I think it defines who I am. And it it felt much more natural to me when comparing the two. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, next up is uh ryan coming up or uh, being like hey like do you know where gabe is um because or no sorry excuse me do you know where ethan is uh you know ryan asking gabe where ethan might be um he doesn't know he either you know thought he was supposed to be at the house or or something like that but um it's quickly realized that ethan has gone missing um you involuntarily which i think is absolute bullshit i should have kept my secret tell him (laughs) about the mines and that uh, you know he's going he was thinking about going to go play in the um in the mountains and so you kind of storm off uh you know the explosion is happening tonight um from typhoon or typhoon mining and so uh, a call is made in the uh you know in the interim to um to uh you know call off the explosion because there's someone in the mountains and that would be very dangerous so uh the scene transitions into the mine where you're kind of looking around trying to figure out where he is where he could have gone and as you're looking through things you are reminded of the comic that um that ethan had given given to you um, you take a look at the comic, you take a look at the world around you, and they are similar somewhat. So, you know, this gate that uh, that he had to crawl through or, or you know, or, you know, squeeze through is something that is in the actual uh, the, the, the abandoned mining facility area. So 
you kind of follow the that trail through the the mining facility uh, you know up a couple places and then you get to the like like a peak area where you can see the mouth of the cave or something like that so you've reached a peak and now you can finally know approximately where he is in the mountains um what did you think about this like kind of like discovering things and places that he went through through his comic because i'm i'm very mixed about it i i I walk away from it thinking that it's kind of cool, but I don't know. It 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 feels weird for a kid. To, I I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of so-so on it. What's what's your vibes on it? Um, you know, the scene overall I liked because there was this, you know, this big tension on on the characters and you know, you can kind of again feel their emotions, read their minds and, you know, get Gabe's self-loathing at not stopping his son and Ryan's pressure that he feels like he needs to be a hero and, and keep everyone safe. Um, and like, I, I think all that worked. I think the, the like mining area you're in is pretty cool. You know, again, the, the tension is, is lessened because the, you know, the mine explosion is presumably called off because Gabe says he got in touch with somebody, but there's, there's still this tension to it. Um, but the actual like, conceit that you are following this comic book path is like a little a little too fantastical for my tastes yeah it didn't like bother me bother me but it didn't work for me either yeah it it i feel like the connections between the comic and the mining were not like clever enough for it because i feel like what they wanted it to be was like a puzzle and then they gave up on that <laughs> like like yeah. they're like no it's just going to be really obvious actually you don't um, like hold up the 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 thing and go okay now if i move this over here instead you just walk around and click the highlighted objects and she says no that wasn't in the comic until yeah. you get the one that was in the comic yeah yeah so um eventually you know you move the scene transitions again you move into the mountains and um you find gabe um basically you're on two edges of two different cliffs in between you is a river and a tree uh, like a, a fallen down tree that's connecting the two um you know cliff sides between the river um ethan is has has fallen down onto here um and he is shaking because he's scared um he's terrified as, as alex can feel and um he will not uh, you know walk across the the tree um ryan tries to walk across the tree but he is too heavy uh, so the only option that they can see right now that would work was to be to get to Alex across the tree, who, which she is terrified of because, you know, if she gets close to Ethan, she will also be terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, so also, it's fucking terrifying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Added on to that. Uh, so she agrees to do it. They kind of tie, they, they tie her body to, um, to Gabe's body to sort of create a, um, you know, to create a safety. So if she were to fall, um, you know, they would be able to, you know, keep her suspended to not fall into the river and die. Uh, but that won't happen. So no, no, <laughs> definitely not. We, we walk across the tree, um, you know, pretty obviously spooky. And Ethan's saying like, Hey, don't come any closer. Don't, you know, I, you can't, you won't survive. And then you learn as you get closer to him that he is afraid of a monster. Um, the monster is the river. Uh, so the the kind of river uh, transforms into this very spooky, uh, horrifying mouth below them. Um, and, you know, you you convince Ethan that um, that he can also make it back across with you because 
you have the Ring of Invisibility. Baboo, that was from the beginning of the game when you talk about a certain book. Uh, so he believes you. Um, you 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 both tread back on the tree, um, you know, and you make it to the other side um, with Ethan in hand. Credits and, roll, the end. Happy game. Yeah, yeah. So chapter episode two is you all having breakfast. You're having brunch, <laughs> and it's really nice. That would be um, the real Colorado experience, actually. Yeah, that's true. And mimosas, yum. Mm-hmm. But not for you, Ethan. Just normal orange juice. Um, anyways, so um, so then the explosion actually happens, um, and, and rocks and, and and landsliding starts to happen, um, and a rock sort of flies in and absolutely just like bodies game. Like he is just gone in a second, and the rope has not been untied between you and and alex and gabe so you are like sliding uh you know towards the the cliffside and um ryan grabs you ethan's obviously freaking out in the corner and um ryan in a panicked you know kind of like the last moment cuts the rope uh thus letting gabe off and uh, into the river with the rocks falling and Alex screaming no and being grabbed by Ryan away f- and to safety into this little cavern. Yes, um, there were a bunch of rocks about to hit Alex. It's not like he was just yes. like, ah, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yes, the uh, rocks were still falling. The avalanche was actively happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is the end of chapter one. Big, uh-huh. big ending. Right big there. big ending. We all knew it was coming. I did not know it was going to necessarily happen that quickly. Um, but we all knew yeah. it was coming. You uh, know, kind of smart, kind of smart of them to be like in the. And I, I had to watch the trailer again because I didn't really watch. I think I watched a long, long time ago, but didn't after that. Kind of smart of them to be like, your brother died, but not really tell you how mm-hmm. in, in a way. So it was kind of a surprise to you. Kind of uh, were you, everything that happened, you were worried this could be this could be it when it didn't happen quickly. Yeah. Oh, something else I forgot to mention is that while you're walking back with Ethan, you do like get to look down and see this like horrifying, scary, like purple monster mouth below you, and uh, it's kind of cool. So you kind of start to see how your uh, y- your powers manifest into like uh, hal- uh, hallucinations and things like that. Yeah. Um, which is neat but yeah so that that was chapter one i don't know how do, how do you how do you like this end sequence here i thought it was a great way to make me want to play more i think it was a, a the kind of stinger you need in between episodes enough for me to walk away from it and like a good time i i think the first chapter was like really well like a a, a decent amount of time for the episode i think that they crunched just enough in and like information in and meeting characters and like a little bit of action a little bit of this a little bit of that and like i don't know it it still was quite shocking like seeing that accident play out and everything like that and and you know while you're watching you have to you know you start to kind of question like why did this happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. like why did that explosion go off when we were told that wasn't supposed to, you know, that, 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 you know, nothing's going to go off for safety purposes, things like that. So I don't know. I, I think the monster thing looked cool, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. 
why is this kid afraid of this so deep when he seemed so adventurous and brave before? I mean, it makes sense because he's like, he made his first slip up and now everything is terrifying, but it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't really sell for me in the way and I didn't think Alex reacted the way she should have if her powers are like, she is also the thing that someone else is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sold on it in that way, but, you know, I think the pacing was good at the ending, like the very, very ending. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I was happy with it to, uh, to see it, to see it all play out. And I think, again, just as we've talked before, Alex's voice acting delivery of like when the rope is cut is, is, is very, very good and, and full of emotion and, and, uh, and sorrow. Yeah. But yeah. I think I, it's good. I, I I agree. I don't I don't have too much more to say in the scene. I think you kind of summed it up well. Like visually very good, emotionally powerful, but the whole monster thing also did not did not click with me terribly well. But yeah, I mean as a whole, I I think I definitely walked away from this thinking it was one of the stronger first episodes in the Life is Strange franchise, right? I was like actively excited to play the second chapter, and I don't feel like I really felt that way for any of the previous Life is Strange games. I think I liked yeah, all of them, to... but I think all of the first ones were like, okay, this is kind of like a, like a, kind of a mood piece, and like I'm am interested. Like I remember very distinctly walking away from episode one of Life is Strange one, going like, I'm definitely gonna play the second one, but I don't know how much this is clicking with me. There's something there, but I don't know how, how much it's clicking end? with me. What? How did one? How did Life is Strange one episode one end? Um, I mean, there's like a montage at the end. Uh, yeah, it just shows where all the characters are. Yeah, because that ends, I think, shortly after, or maybe immediately after you, like, talk with Chloe outside the lighthouse, and she kind of explains how Nathan tried to, like, assault her. Right, right. And drug her. Yeah, yeah. Well, episode, uh, Life is Strange 2 was kind of, like, their first getaway. Like, like I think they just got into a hotel. Yeah, so they got to the hotel at the end of episode one, I think, and then you know, it broke bad at the end. I liked it, but I wasn't bought in. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I think this story is so much more like, I don't know, it feels a little bit more grounded in a way that, that was much different from two. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's got a lot of the same things as one as far as feelings go but all of the topics are different all of the themes are different but the the pacing and amount of things like the intensity of things happening is nothing like two yeah um, and i think i mean two pops off immediately and just continues to pop off for the whole game right yeah um, it's i don't know i think i i think i much prefer this cuz i don't know there's just too much shit happens in too many games. We just need to sit back and relax and let some <laughs> let some older brothers die, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I also think there's like there's a friction in two that did not come across here. That was like again, it's a little easier, but also the the cast of characters is much, much, much more likable at first glance in this than in Life of Strange One or consequently before the storm. Um like because, you know, you meet all these, like, you know, secondary characters in episode one, right? You meet 
I'm not going to remember any of their names. You meet Warren. We talked about him already. Yeah, we know what Warren. You meet the, the one. The mean one. Cheerleader lady. Yeah, you meet the yeah. sad one, Alyssa. Like, you meet all of them. And, but they're like, they're high school stereotypes. They're tropes, right? They're like, and the, I think the characters, generally, I, I, I tended to enjoy those characters throughout the course of the game. But I remember feeling really like they grinded on me in a, in a pretty bad way. Um, just because of the, like, I think a lot of it was just the writing and the dialogue just didn't feel natural in Life is Strange 1. Um, and it just, I think they've improved that to such an intense degree in, in uh, True Colors, where just a lot of the characters that you meet feel much more natural. Like, you know, they're still over the top. There's still caricatures of specific types of person. But, like, it, the relationships that they form are somewhat believable. Uh, and I think that just goes such an such an incredibly long way, right? Like Haven as a town is like a little unbelievable. It's a little too perfect, right? It's a little too buttoned up along the sides. It's a little too gorgeous. It's a little too, you know, there's no, there's, there's a, a huge wealth of diversity and no bigotry whatsoever. Like everybody is super accepting. Right. Everybody's like, oh yeah, it's great. There's no issue whatsoever. You're in a small town in the middle of the mountains in Colorado. And here's, you know, this, this, people of all different races and sexual identities and there's no issues whatsoever with any of that and it's like ah, i've been to small towns across the u.s that's not always the case um but you know i still just like being there i just like spending time there uh and i think that's something that some of the other games were missing especially two because two did not have a consistent well, yeah. place you were at any point two two's whole uh, sort of central thesis was everybody is bad because these two characters are a minority group like and like basically you know what i mean yeah, yeah. except and, and for like, everyone in episode three and also the one guy who drives you in episode one everybody right, else right, hates yeah. you yeah 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 um and i don't know i think something that i i thought about while playing this too why i think some of this writing is better and easier is not only because it's just pure experience but man i'm so happy we are not playing teens. Mm. There's no teens or kids in this one. And like, I liked it. I was into it, but I think, I think it's a good step forward. Like, like, uh, I, I think there, it's a little bit easier to write and relate to because I feel like so often in the first two games, I, I, I really had an issue with being like these these people are not acting like teenagers. What's yeah, going on? Absolutely. It, it, a lot of the characters were teens that were very clearly written by dudes in their late twenties, early thirties. Right. Exactly. And it just, it didn't, it didn't sell well. And I think this is so much better at that. And, and again, I think you're right that it, some of it is probably diversity of writing of staff and things like that, but also just being like, just finally dealing with people who are, at least above 20 years old mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's that's a big big factor into it as well all right well all that being said um this may shock you but we underestimated how much we had to say about a life is strange game um, this has never happened before but it turns out we had a lot to say on this particular game um, so we are going to actually do something a little different here we're going to we're going to close this one out here real quick, and we're going to be releasing a second episode. We'll release season two about one hour, you know, one, one and change hour episodes. And then we'll, uh, we'll release these kind of back-to-back -back one week and then the next week. And that way it's mm -hmm. not just one 
unlistenably long episode, uh, and then we'll um, you know, we'll go on from there. So we yeah, will we'll be see back you next week. We'll see you. We'll see you in one oh. week. We can say that. We can say we'll see you next in week, the, folks. In the in the in the left corner, it's me, Duncan. Oh, I've got a fact for you. Um, did you know that? Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 was actually Doki Doki Panic. Oh, video game fact. Bye. Very good. Bye. We'll put actual music there. So I'll <laughs> <at that> <laughs>